Hey guys, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to thank you for tuning in to our sermon today. At TC, we exist to see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. You guys are awesome. Love seeing you. We are so excited to be in our Christmas series and talking about joy today. Turn your neighbor and say joy. One of the things that brings me joy, I love music. I just love music. I love it in general. And so we like worship music. I do love worship music, but I just love music. I'm a musician. uh, And so I've played a lot. And if you were to listen to my, if you were to like, you know, hit Siri up or whatever and just be like, play play Brad's playlist, you probably would be shocked, first of all. Uh, And you you probably just would not want to do that. I'm telling you right now. Uh, So late 90s hip hop was like my, that's my world. So uh, then early 2000s, I'm a drummer, early 2000s, like punk and some of that stuff. So that's my world. Uh, And so it's very... It's, there's a lot going on there, all right? So, um, and I make you no promises on whether or not some of it's edited on it. I don't, it just, it is what it is. So, but that's just, that's my world. That's kind of where I live uh, musically. And, and so, uh, but I also like kind of old school music. So I'm, I'm like well acquainted with uh, some of the older band, older to me, all right? I'm 36, so no offense but like the Eagles uh, and uh, Sticks, some of those guys even before that. But even going back to like the Allman Brothers, I'm well acquainted with. I got to meet a lot of the, a lot of the Allman Brothers. So uh, I'm acquainted with that world. And some of you young guys like Almond Joy, I don't know. Don't worry about it. Um, and so, um, and then some of the new age guys, I've got to meet some of them as well. Um, none, names don't matter. But all that I say is music. I just love music. And one of the guys, kind of, he's a little bit old school, um, but we, I think everybody can appreciate his music is Phil Collins. And Phil Collins has this song, In the Air Tonight, right, that you may not know a single word to the song, but I'll tell you what part you do know. Is those drums on in the air tonight? Y'all know what I'm talking about. And so, uh, and so um, there's a, there's a funny story because we, me, when I was in student ministry, we were all in our early 20s. All my leaders were in their 20s, uh, and then we had teenagers that we took with us everywhere because uh, most of them either just didn't have dads at home or whatever. So we just like we mentored them. And so because we were in our early 20s, we would go out to eat, and if it was after 8 p.m., we would just wait till 9 p.m. and catch those half-price appetizers at Applebee's. All right, and so that's the way we gotta you gotta get it as cheap as you can, right? So uh, we were, we'd be in there eating, and and we were there one time, and uh, th- like Phil Collins, the song "In the Air Tonight" came on on the speaker system, and I swear to you, like a holy hush ripped through that <laughs> through that restaurant, and everybody and everybody we knew what was happening. Everyone's waiting for the moment. And if you've ever heard that, I almost played it on this morning, but I did, it's like three minutes in. I didn't want to sit here for three minutes. All of us, but like, it's coming. I promise, it's coming. But like, so, I, 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 but everyone's there, and you're, you may even be having a conversation, but you're listening to the song because you're waiting for your moment to shine. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all, you wish you were drummers, and you're like, this is my moment right here. And and then all the the, the problem with that song is it's got some false starts. Meaning, you think the drum part's coming, and then it's not there. So you're like, ah, 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 oh. And then it'll do it again. You're like, there it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. I remember. Dang it, that wasn't it either, right? Like, some of y'all that know the song, you know exactly what I'm talking. And then the moment comes. And it was like in the middle of Applebee's at 1030 at night. 
and like everybody in there was beating on the table. I mean, I'm talking about the whole restaurant. And there was like 26 of my, but the whole, and it was, it was like, and then everyone cheered, like we did it together. Like we played a concert together in that moment. And, and it's so funny because it's, it's one of those songs where if you know what I'm talking about, there's this anticipation for the moment that you're waiting for. And it's like, it, 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 here, here it comes, oh, no, that's not, oh, here it comes, here it comes, oh, here it comes, here it comes. And then it finally gets there, right? And you're like, yeah, that was it, you know? And maybe it's your steering wheel, maybe it's your spouse, you just beating on the shoulders or whatever, like, but it's your time. And there's this joy, this happiness that comes from that moment because it's like a fulfilling type of moment, right? And I think this is exactly the way all Christians should feel knowing that there's a time coming that we haven't seen yet when everything that we've been living for finally comes to fulfillment. Now, here's the thing. I don't think that's reserved for just Christians. I think every person in the world is looking forward to something. They, just the thing is, is people that don't know Jesus don't know what it is yet. There's a longing in our soul for more than we have right now. You know what I'm talking about? Like, think of it like, how many of you guys have ever thought, whenever I can make this much money, then I'll be satisfied. But then you started making that much money and you found out it didn't bring you the joy you thought it would. If I, if, I, if I can get this house, if we can have our first child, or if, we can, if I can just graduate and get this degree, and all of a sudden you may get the degree, you may have the child, you may get the job, and it doesn't do for you inwardly what you thought it was going to do for you. Why? There's a longing in your heart that's causing you to look forward to something, and the thing that you're looking most forward to, the thing that your heart is wanting more than anything else, the thing that your spirit is always unsettled about, isn't something you're going to get to have on this earth. It's when you experience Jesus face to face. Which is why so many of us, we keep trying to get our life to a place where if I could just get there, but how many guys know there doesn't exist? It's a moving target, which we'll talk about in a minute, but... But the reality is there's something, and, and here's how most of us live our life. We live our life like we're waiting on the drum solo for In the Air Tonight. <laughs> and we keep thinking that there's this moment in our life where our joy is going to be fulfilled. But I'm here to tell you, your joy is only fulfilled in one place and in one person, and that's in Jesus Christ. And so what we have to do is figure out what does, joy look, what does it look like to have joy in our life? And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Isaiah 9.6 gives the prophecy that Jesus would come. He says, to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given, and the government will sit on his shoulders, and he will be called a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. That there's this, there was a, always this promise that Jesus was coming, and since Jesus was coming, we were looking forward to it, and, and we want to have joy, and we want to know joy. So the reality is, here's a question I have, and I want you to think about this just inwardly for a moment. How is Christ being present bringing great joy for all the people around you. I'm asking again, how is Christ being present, bringing great joy to all the people around you, right? So, so is, there, is there something that's changing in your atmosphere because Jesus is present inside of you? Because here's the deal. I believe everywhere we go, we should create a difference because of what's inside of us that's not inside of other people. Like, like Jesus being present inside of us should change every atmosphere that we're in. The problem is, how many guys are like me, just because you may know Jesus or just because you may know God, or for some of you, maybe, maybe you, those connections haven't been made, but there's a, an element of religion in your life. Just because you have all those things, how many guys have realized it doesn't make your life easy? 
Only four of us. Everyone, everyone else's life is good. Cool. All right, perfect. But how many guys know it doesn't make your life easy just because you know God? So the reality is, how do you have joy in spite of all the things that go on around us? In Luke 2, 8 through 11, it talks about the shepherds going to meet Jesus when he was born. And I want to read this to you. It says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause, say those two words, great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Now here's what I want to point out to you. Where Jesus is present, it should bring joy for all people. I'm going to say it again. Dream Team, y'all need to help me today. I don't know what's going on. It may be the weather. I say where Jesus is present, it should bring joy for all people. Like anywhere, so, so hear me, if, if the spirit of Christ, if the Holy Spirit, so if the spirit of Jesus is inside of us and we are present somewhere, it should change the joy atmosphere for everywhere that we're at. So our, our job should be different and our neighborhood should be different and our school should be different because we walked in. Now, here's the question I have for you. Have, have any of you ever been around somebody who had so much joy that it was annoying? Come on, you ever, you, ever, you ever met that person that you're like, have you had a bad day? Like, do you have bad days? You ever try to avoid them? Come on, be honest, right? There's a couple of y'all in the church. I love y'all. You kind of get on my nerves a little bit. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, no, no the reality is, how many guys know sometimes, sometimes we want to be in a bad mood? Come on, anybody ever have the circumstance? Like I, I was dealing with something not too long ago, and as I was dealing with it, uh, there was like building situation and contractors and construction and all those things. And as I'm dealing with all this, um, I, there was someone coming to the church. They had to meet me to drop something off. And as they were meeting me to drop something off, I knew that they were like one of those people that never had bad days, and I was having a bad day, and I didn't feel like changing it yet. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about? And I'm like, I got to talk to this guy, and he's going to be like, this is the day that the Lord has made, brother, and we're going to... I was, just, I was like, I was honest, God, I almost had Pastor Rick talk to him. I was like, listen, dog, you got to go deal with it. I'm not, I don't, I don't have it in me to smile right now. You know what I mean? And because uh, the reality is some people have that type of presence. Like they literally, like that's the way they carry themselves. And as annoying as it might be, we're usually grateful for it. The reason we don't like it is it's a reminder of what we're missing. Anyways. We go to Luke 2.16, so they hurried off. They found Mary and Joseph, right, and the baby who was lying in the manger. And so they go, and they're, they're looking for the, the one person that's going to bring great joy, not just joy inwardly, but also salvation uh, in, in Jesus Christ. So here's the question, another question that I want you to reflect on for a second. What if the joy God wants you to have is a posture, not an emotion? See, I think many of us, we think joy is an emotion we're supposed to obtain. But what if it's not an emotion? What if it's not a feeling? What if it's a posture that you're supposed to have? What, like what, what if it's not the circumstantial? What if it's not just the things that are good? Like what, if it, what if it's the way that you're just supposed to live? Your, what if you could make the decision? What if you could live in that place where joy is the way you carry yourself, not the way you always feel on the inside? Come on, how many, how many guys know I don't always feel like having joy, right? Anybody ever pulled up to the Krispy Kreme place and the light wasn't on? 
I don't feel like having joy right now. Come on, I need them hot and glazed in Jesus' name. All right, so <laughs> the other day, I didn't like this past week. Matter of fact, I was working out with my trainer, D. He's in the room somewhere. I know because I saw him before service. I was working out with him this week. And how many of you guys know, if, if you've ever worked out before, done any of that stuff, how many of you guys know there are some days you just don't feel like being there? Come on, anybody? Maybe work. Some of y'all are like, I don't work out. All right, at work, you don't feel like being there, right? So I worked out three times this week. I didn't feel like being there three times this week, all right? So, and I think he could see it in me. I was like, I don't even feel like, you know, but I'm here. The reality is this. You don't have to feel it to show up. Right? And listen to me. Joy is the same way. You don't have to feel it for it to show up. And I think so many people are missing out on the opportunity not only to experience joy, but to help other people experience joy because they're waiting to feel it first before they make the decision to walk in it. That's why, listen to me, I want to give you this right away. Joy is a choice we make daily. Joy is a choice that we make daily. Now, there's two key words here that I want to make sure you got. First of all, it's a choice. Like you make the decision to have joy. So for those of you that are waking on, waiting on your circumstances to be right, to give you joy, it's not coming. Because for everything, every time you have the opportunity to celebrate, you have the opportunity to frown. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find. So if you're looking for the bad things, guess what you're going to find? The bad things. Right now, some of you are watching at home, right? Your kid's running through the house, snotty nose, no clothes on. Like it's just, you know what I mean? And it's happening in here too. No, I'm just kidding. No one's, it's, it's not happening. It's not happening. The reality is this, like we all have, a, but it's going to be a choice. And I think many of us, too many of us are waiting on our circumstances to give us joy, but your circumstances will never give you joy. You create joy in the middle of your circumstances. And so it's a joy, you're, or it's a choice that you're going to have to make. I'm, this is the day the Lord has made. Come on, some of y'all old school saints in here. I will rejoice and be, I'm going to choose, I will. I'm, this is, I'm choosing this. I'm not going to wait for it to, to come to me. I'm choosing this. Right? The thing is, is sometimes circumstances don't create the environments for you to have that. Come on, help me out. Like there are some days that things are going wrong. You're going to have to make, but here's the deal. Not only do you got to make the choice, you got to make it daily. See, I'm guilty of this. Maybe you're not. I'm guilty of this. I chose that yesterday. Why do I got to wake up and choose it again today? I can't get rollover joy. Come on, some of y'all old enough to remember rollover minutes. Come on. I can't get rollover joy from yesterday. No, you're going to make the decision today. Because listen, you're going, to have, they're, they're, you're going to need as much as you can make the decision today because things are going to happen today. That's why Paul wrote in Philippians, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And he doubles down. Again, I say. How, how many have ever needed the again, I say part? You're like, someone's like, you need to have joy. And you're like, whatever, man. They're like, no, no, no. That's what Paul's doing. Rejoice. Have joy in the Lord. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to. No, no, no. Look at me. I'm the captain now. Look at me. Rejoice. And he even goes on to say, the Lord is near. Like, he's present. Like, you're not alone in whatever you may do, good, bad, whatever. You know, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I'll say rejoice. So listen, let me help you out. Circumstances don't have to dictate your joy. What you go through, the good doesn't have to bring you joy. Listen, at the end of the day, good things happening in your life rarely bring you joy. They just bring you happiness. And if you can't separate the difference between joy and happiness, your mood is going to fluctuate according to your happiness rather than choosing consistent joy. 
So you got to make the conscious decision to have joy regardless of what's going on around you. That's why you know some people right now, it's like, it doesn't matter what's going on in their life. You're just like, why are you always like this? They're just walking in like, this is the day the Lord has made. Like, will you shut up and get out of my office? The reality is some people have it. Why? They're, they're choosing it. So circumstances don't have to dictate your joy. You can choose to have it no matter what's going on around you, right? And that's the reality that we have. And so when we come to the Lord, the, we have to understand that the other thing about the circumstances not dictating your joy, they'll put it up on the screen in a second, but the other thing about that is this, you're going to have to decide it ahead of time. Listen to me. You're going to have to decide it ahead of time. So you don't wait till the moment that it's happening to decide whether or not you're going to have joy. Because how many guys know when your emotions take over, you never make the right decision? Come on. Anybody ever walk away from a situation like, man, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Right? Why? You let your emotions dictate the outcome rather than you dictating your emotions. And when you wake up each morning making the conscious decision, I'm going to have joy no matter what, guess what you're doing? You're dictating to your emotions. You can feel like not having it. You can feel like not responding properly, but you're making the conscious decision that you're going to. Let me, let me ask you this. What could happen in your life if before you went into work every day or school every day or whatever it is that you do, you took five minutes with the Lord and let him realign your thoughts. Like what, what could, just five minutes. I'm not talking about a half an hour, you know, an hour. I'm not I'm talking about praying in the garden with Jesus and you're falling asleep. I'm just, five minutes, man. All right, Lord, I'm going to encounter stupid people today. Oh, we can't talk like that? Anybody? 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 Good. Yeah, I don't know what church y'all thought y'all was at. God, I'm going to encounter stupid people today that I don't feel like dealing with. People around me are going to make ignorant decisions. My kids are going to lose their mind. My parents are going to lose their mind. That was your chance, teenagers. Like, someone is going to set me off today. Don't let me respond to them. You respond to them through me. Like, come on, right? Like, we, you could change things. John 15, 11, that's why Jesus is talking. He says, I have told you these things. And, and when he talks about these things, he had just gotten done talking about how we need to abide and remain with him. All right? So he spent the, the first half of the chapter talking about how we need to remain close to him, remain with him. He said, I've told you these things so that in me, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So your joy's completion is dictated by how close you are to Jesus, not by your circumstances, not by what you go through, right? So we have to make that conscious decision ahead of time. But the second thing we have to remember is that joy is a reminder of what's coming. Joy is a reminder of what's coming. Because hear me, you live in the state of living between your past and looking forward to your future. Like we all live in that state. That, that's why I think James 1, 2 through 3, James had something going here where he said, consider it pure joy. Say joy. joy. He said, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Nope. Come on, anybody, anyone struggle with this verse? Consider it pure joy when everything's going wrong. 
Nah. Consider it pure joy when everything seems to be falling apart around you. Nope. He says, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So here's what happens. Let me just explain that to you. Because you don't know your limits, but God does, and God's strength is made perfect in your weakness, what happens is when God gets you through what you didn't think you could make it through, now you remember what God helped you get through. So the next time you go through something, you can look back at what he brought you through. So let's say you have a a level three faith right now that God can help you persevere. Well, whenever you're challenged with level four and God gets you through that one, guess what happens next year when you go through temptation level five? You look back and go, he got me through three, he got me through four, and I'm going to trust him through five. Like your testing of your faith produces a perseverance that you can get through it even when you didn't think you could. Listen to me. That's why when you think like, man, I can't, my, I feel like my marriage might be over. I don't know what's going on. No, no, no. His strength is made perfect in the weakness that you're not sure you can make it. When you, things are uncertain at your job, when your kids are whatever, your strength is made perfect in your weakness so you can persevere. But joy is also interesting because it has a beautiful connection between already and not yet. Let me explain that for you. Joy exists with a beautiful connection between your past and your future. And for, and for far too many of us, our past is either the place that we, we love so much about our past that we have a hard time thinking about our future, or we hate our past so much that we're too blinded for our future. And so we live between what's happened behind us and, and the, either the uncertainty or the optimism of what's in front of us. And so literally, we joy is the place that we maintain between the past and the present. Now, let me just give you this real quick. The problem with the past is that for many people, the pain of our past has trapped us there, and we lack joy in the present because we refuse to stop being a victim of what happened to us. Matter of fact, some of us find peace in our victimhood because as long as I keep pointing to what happened to me, I have a reason to be mad or bitter or unforgiving. I mean, to tell you, you'll never find true joy as long as you're clinging to what's back there. But I also want to give you this. Some people, they feel like the best of their life is behind them and what's in front of them looks too grim. But I'm here to tell you, God can do more in front of you than he ever did behind you. So whether it's good behind you or whether it's bad back there, I'm here to tell you that what God wants for you is to give you joy for what's in front of you. So, but then there's the not yet. And for some people, we feel like it can't be anything good down there. And for some people, we're so excited. Some people, the struggle isn't that we, we feel like the future is too dark. For some of us, we're so concentrated on optimism in the future that we actually refuse to be present in the now. And we're just as guilty of skipping over joy in the now because we're trying to live too much in the future. And so we're trying to live for the money that we might make or the job we might have or the degree we might get or graduating high school. If I could just get this kid or if I, if I could just make this money, if I could just find this spouse or if I could, I would have. And here, here's what I'm here to tell you. If you're always living for there, whatever there is for you, you're never gonna have joy because joy is found in the present. And the other problem with there is how many of you are old enough or wise enough at this point to realize that's a moving target you never actually hit. If 
I could just make, the problem is once you make 100, you want to make 125. Once you make 150, you want to make 200. Once you get that car, guess what's happening next year? Another version of it's coming out. Like we live in a state of discontentment because we're constantly chasing after an unobtainable goal. That's why, listen to me, if you want to have joy in the future, you better start having it now so that you can continue to carry it with you as you go. And I know we're in one of those seasons right now, especially in the holidays, where a lot of people struggle to have joy. It's a joyous season for a lot of people. But I know for some of you, this isn't your favorite season. I won't lie to you. For the, the holidays aren't my wife and I. It's not our favorite time of year. Our son passed away in 2018. So we sit with our nieces and, and them, and they're opening presents. And there's, there's, a, there's just a fraction of joy removed from being absolutely present because we know there's something missing in our mental picture from this story that's happening right in front of us. And we don't lose it. We're not weeping constantly. None of those things. There's just, there's just, doesn't matter how much joy is in the room or how much happiness is in the room. We know in our hearts, there's just a little bit missing. And I want to encourage you today. If you're one of those people that in this type of season, there's just a fraction of joy missing from your heart. The first thing I want you to understand is that's okay. Don't convince yourself not to experience the emotions that you experience. Because joy is a beautiful connection between the already and the not yet. You can have joy even in the midst of a little bit of sorrow now. I just want to give you permission to it. I think in the Christian world, we've tried to convince people to be okay too quickly and not experience the emotions that Jesus experienced whenever John died. And so I just want to give you permission to that. But the second thing I want to let you know is that the Lord is so close to you when you're experiencing those types of emotions. Matter of fact, for the next couple of weeks, for those of you that are going to find yourself there for various different reasons, let me just give you Psalm 34, 18, where it says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So wherever you may find yourself, just know that God's right there with you. You're not alone in that. I don't those days, mornings, something like that, you may have a hard time picking your head up. Guess what? God, God's going to help pick your head up. And listen, look at me right now. For those of you, for, if I'm talking to you right now, just give me your attention for a brief second. You can have joy even while you feel that way. Because joy is not a feeling. It's a posture. So have that posture, even though you may be sad or experiencing moments like that. That's okay. You can still say, you know what, this is still a good day that God's given me. I wish there was one more component of it that was different, but I'm going to celebrate the fact that I'm here now. And that's okay. Paul, who always had really good things to say. Second Corinthians, he actually says, I delight in my weakness. And then he goes on to say, and in my insults and in my hardships and my persecutions and my difficulties. I don't know about you guys. I feel like I have less and less in common with this guy. <laughs> I, like, I delight in none of those things, actually. The word delight literally means I have full joy. I have a completion of joy in my hardships. No. In my persecutions, not really. In my insults. These hands are ready to eat for everyone. You're right, I do like... I don't, I, I don't have joy in those moments, but God has an amazing way 
of changing that to where the things that would affect me as a person don't have to impact the spirit of God that's in me whenever I'm surrendered to him. That's why joy is not a feeling, it's a posture, right? And the last thing I wanna give you today is that joy is contagious when it's embraced. The reason, one of the greatest reasons God wants us to have joy, he wants us to have joy, not just for ourselves, because he wants us to give it away. How many of you guys know someone that every time you're around them, they're just the saddest person ever? Come on, you know somebody. There's someone in your friend group. And if you can't think of who they are, then it might be, never mind. Okay, so, no, but in all honesty, like, we all know someone that, like, they, they get around you, like, how are you doing, man? They're like, you know, life is just hard. You're just like, oh, God. You're making mental notes, like, don't ask this dude again how he, like, right? Like, and it's not to say we don't care. That sounds very insensitive, but you know what I'm talking about. The person that's just always, it's like every day is bad. You're just like, good gracious, man. And then when they tell you what's wrong, you're like, that's not even a problem. And you created that. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, like, we're just always late for work. It's like, you wake up late. Like, what are you talking? Like, anyways, and you have Starbucks with you and you show up. Like, this is your fault. Anyway, I had to get that off my chest. I'm sorry. <laughs> Reality. The same way sadness can be contagious, joy can be also. So hear me, you can walk into the office and the same way someone else can bring the office down, listen to me, you can bring the office up. Like the coworker sitting next to you, you can encourage them, right? And again, I was talking about D, my trainer. D, I'm giving you business today, man. I'm trying to hype you up, dog. I'm trying to get people out there with you. But I would, one of the things we were talking about with me being in the gym is it's like I have this mentality I don't want to be there, but once I'm there, now that I'm there, I might as well do what I'm supposed to. Anybody, y'all know what I'm talking about? Kind of like work for some of you. <laughs> I don't really want to be here, but now that I'm here, I'll do what I'm supposed to. Anyways, um, and so he'll usually, like, we'll be like, all right, we're going to do three sets of 12, you know? And I'm like, oh, God, you know? And so like 10, 11, 12, you're like, Ugh. you know, whatever it is, burpees, push, whatever, it all, none of it's fun. And so I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Um, and then I'll get, I'll get to 12. And he, he's, he knows me well enough now. He'd be like, you got three more. And I'm like, ah, I ain't got three more, dog. 13. And then he, he, he knows me well and he counts backwards now because he wants to get me down to one. And I'm like, oh. my, my ADHD and my OCD, and now I got to complete this. I got to get all the, all right, so two, one. And he's like, you got one more, you got one, yeah. I'm like, I can do one more and I throw the weights on the ground and I walk away from them. So I'm like, I'm sick of you, man. <laughs> what if you could carry that kind of environment to the people that you work with? They're looking at you, I don't know if I, I, don't, I, don't know if I got it in my marriage anymore. I just don't know if I can keep going. No, 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 you got more days in you. 
you got more weeks to, like, you know, like take 30 days, let's pray about it together. Like, what if we can, I believe God can transform you and your spouse. We can heal your marriage. God can do something. Man, I feel like my kids, I don't, I just feel like there's no hope for them. No, 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 we're not going to believe that today. We're going to take the next month. We're going to take six weeks and we're going to pray. We're going to believe. We're going to trust God with this. What are we doing? We're being that person that's, no, no, you got more in you. Don't stop now. Be the joy giver. Be the hope giver. You got more in you. No, don't quit today, right? And what, what are you doing? Have you ever realized that when you start giving that away, it also does something in here because joy causes others to participate in it like joy brings other people into the process and literally when God says that I want to fulfill the joy in your heart the word fulfill actually has two different definitions I want to give them to you real quick and the first one to fulfill is what most of us think about fulfillment as right so fulfill to bring to completion or reality to to achieve or realize so so I want it to be fulfilled in your heart, in your spirit. I want my joy to be completed. I want it to be real. I want to recognize it. But did you know there's another way that that word is defined? And it means to carry out a task or a duty, right, as required or pledged. It means to do something. So, so listen to me. Your joy being fulfilled isn't just something you receive. It's actually something you distribute, so for those of you that are waiting for God to just miraculously do something in your life where joy just shows up all the time, the fulfillment, say fulfillment, the fulfillment of your joy is just as much as what you give away as it is in what you receive. So what if we started living in a way that we were doing that? And this week, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to do this this week and change someone's life. And here's what I'm going to challenge you. It's in your notes. I want you to, by using joy, invite one unchurched person to Christmas services next Sunday. By using joy as an impact, whether it's a waiter that you encounter, someone at a gas station, whatever, like whoever, I want you to invite one. I already invited three. I got three people that I've been working on, like you're, they're, and they're coming next week. One of them, it was a long shot. I ain't gonna lie to you. And I'm still going to check in on Saturday. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all got some of them friends too. You know, Saturday at 10 p.m. Like, right, right, tomorrow, right? But invite, but here, listen. And you, if, you want, if you have like religious friends or church friends you want to invite, go for it. But that unchurched word is a big deal. Because we're going to present the gospel next Sunday. And I want them to hear Jesus. And we don't just need to grow. We don't, the church doesn't need to grow nearly as bad as the kingdom needs to grow. You with me today? Like we need to empty hell and fill heaven. It's what we need to do. And, and let's challenge. What if, what if in January we could baptize 100 people because of the Christmas services? That's what, that's what I'm hoping for. And let's do it together. So I want to encourage you. Use joy to make that kind of a difference. In, in Luke 2.20, the story of the shepherds going to see Jesus it says, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. And what if your coworker, your neighbor, your family member could walk away from next week's service, glorifying and praising God for what they had heard and seen? Man, we could change some stuff. Me and my wife recently adopted uh, two puppies. These knuckleheads. They got a picture of them, actually. They'll put them up. Where are they at? There's my boys. I know. They're a mess. Pee on everything. Chew on everything. I know, I know they're cute now, but my God. And uh, they're, they're just, anyways, they're a trip. So that's Opie in the back and Mello in the front. And uh, 
So uh, about three years ago, can I be just like a little bit transparent as a person for just a couple minutes? About three years ago, something happened in our home, nothing terrible. Um, just some, a, a minor inconvenience. And I noticed my wife posturing herself towards me, not fearful of that I was violent or anything like that, just walking on eggshells a little. She's like, I'm so sorry. I, I, I tried to, I didn't think that would happen. And, you know, like just, and I was like, and maybe this had been happening for years, but it was just the first time I noticed it. And I was like, man, I said, why are you apologizing? And we sat down and had a conversation. And what I realized was when I became inconvenienced, I just became a very frustrated person. Again, not violent. I would never towards my wife. That's just not even a thing for us. But I would just, my agitation would create an environment she didn't feel comfortable in. And she kind of wanted to just make everything okay. And in that moment, I was like, God, maybe I, the Holy Spirit gave me a gut punch. I was like, come on, man. Like that's never in my life is that ever. And if you would ask my wife this, she would probably give you a different version of this story that's far nicer than the version. This, this is how I experienced the situation, which was, man, this is not good. And I'm, in, I'm, I'm actually like, I have an anger problem historically. I know some of you are like, no. I mask it with, uh, with comedy. But historically, I do have a, like, I can, I do, that's a thing, all right? Um, and so because of that, um, I think she was always just kind of like, you know, I just want everything to be okay. All that to say, uh, I, I made it my mission to change. Like, I never want my wife to feel like she has to walk on eggshells in our home, ever. And so I've been working on that for a few years. Just, I don't ever, that's just, sorry. And so when we got these two dogs, coming back to them, because I don't like change very much. I know you don't think about it. Like here, like at TC, if you miss a week, we may knock a wall down. We may put a wall up. You don't know what's going to happen around here. All right, like we change things around here a lot. But in my personal life, I don't like things change. I have a cadence. I have a schedule. I have, like I don't like it tinkered with very much. Don't get in my world. Like I do what I do. I don't like things changing very much. And these two puppies have changed everything. But I made a conscious decision going into it that I'm not going to allow their presence to cause me to live or respond or create an atmosphere of frustration. I've worked three years to change that part of our home structure. And so now literally I walk out and there's like pee over there and there's crap over there and they're chewing on that thing. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, that's so why I just walk out and I'm like, where's the boys? And they go, and little tails are wagging, you know, and, and it's like, I have to make the decision every day. I'm going to choose to be present and have joy because here's the deal. The inconvenience doesn't change. Circumstances are still off. My schedule's whacked out. But you can have joy in all things if you just choose it. And if you'll choose it, you can change it for everyone else. So how do you do it? It's simple. Not always easy, but it's simple. Make the decision to have joy. Make the decision to have joy. And let me ask you this question and we'll wrap up. What could happen if your joy was fulfilled by impacting one person and bringing them with you to church next week? 
I think you'll find not only does it do something for them, it does something in you. So I'm inviting you to say yes to that. And together, let's help the kingdom grow, but let's also help joy increase in our lives. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we love you. We're so grateful for who you are. God, I pray that you would encourage our hearts to have joy. Help us know you in a better way. We love you this morning. For those who are looking for joy, just not sure where to find it, help them look to you. For God, for those that have been trying to feel joy before they decide to have it, help us realize it's a decision to make, not a feeling to have. But we can come to you and we can see an increase. We thank you today and we love you. In Jesus' name. If you're here today and you need Jesus in your life, you say, I'm not a Christian, Brad, but I need to be. I can feel that I want something different in my life. I want to lead this. I want to invite you to pray this prayer and the whole church will pray it with you. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me my sin. I believe in you. I believe you died for me. So I give you my life. Make me brand new. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. See, so let's give it up for all those that prayed that this morning. We celebrate with you. Thank you so much for listening today. To make sure you never miss a message, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave us a review. If you want to connect with us on Instagram or Facebook, just search at Transformation Pensacola. More information about our church or to contact us, feel free to go to mytc.life. MyTC.life is also where you can partner with us financially, and we would love it if you would consider doing just that, as your financial support is a key factor in helping our content channels grow. So I want to invite you to join us next time for another message from one of our pastors as we see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be. I pray you have a blessed day.